We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 20th day of June, year of our Lord 2022. I'm Johnny Anshin alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Ned, it's great to see you. How are you today? Oh, I'm fine. Um, I had to come on because um, somebody on a podcast said that I was going to come on. So I had to come on. That's Marty. Well, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, well, there was that. There was that, and then you called me a couple of days ago, or actually it was yesterday, and you said that you had all kinds of stuff lined up, and we actually talked last week, and you said you I were going to be but here. You nearly, I, I, nearly never, I, ne- I nearly, I nearly, I nearly, I nearly didn't get off the starting blocks. I was having wow. a daughter. She all of a sudden had double kickboxing tonight. The instructor didn't get there, so mm-hmm. I could have been miles away still. But nature has its way of backing me up, and um, so I'm oh, here. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Glad it all worked out for you. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. Yeah. Power's still no on, elect- so. No electrical good. problems. Yeah. No, no electrical problems. <laughs> we'll wait for you to go black. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's possible. Uh, we, we've had problems with snakes getting into transformers and uh, revamping uh, updates and weather. and. <sighs> it's so hot in England today that a, that a double-decker bus actually exploded. And they're saying it was climate change. Can you believe that? Yeah, France has um, actually canceled outdoor events. What sort of carbon footprint was that? I, I, I'm not sure. It's just well, it, the fact is, is that it's just it's so hot, and these these events are so rare. Uh, it's just was yeah, it an electric bus or was it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it bus. was. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, we actually saw a uh, a bus yard in London, and it was a fleet of electric double deckers, and they all went up all at once. Uh, it was it was quite spectacular. We're not going to talk about that today, but uh, what we are going to talk about is what Ned has. We're going to take our cues from him today. He wants to start specifically on uh, on the COVID topic, so we'll start there. We're going to roll into uh, central bank digital currencies, and I think uh, you've got something special planned for after that. So without further ado, I'm not going to talk too much tonight. I'm going to be here. And I'll chime in, but uh, tonight it's going to be the two of you. So you guys don't need me. You guys have done podcasts without me before. So I'll be here. I'll be working the board. I'm going to have to step away in about five minutes anyway. I'm pretty sure that you guys can uh, can run things uh, and do what you need to do. Do you know what I was about to say to you? What's that? I said, well, Johnny, just shut up. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll just I'll shut up. Because that's what you said you were going to do. So I was yeah, just going to use I'll that line. Up. And I went, you know how I am. And, I just, I ramble and I, I go and I go and it. I go. I just, I, I just couldn't say it because it silenced me. Fair enough. Well, I will shut up now and you <laughs> no, have the floor. You have the floor. Go ahead. Right. Um. Yeah, I know. It, it's obviously a lot of people must find this a boring subject. Every time somebody mentions COVID and I get that the feeling that they just want to accept what's happening and move on. I'm sorry. This is one rabbit hole that is still going down. And every now and then we find a little bit more truth. Not all the truth, but we find a little bit more. And sometimes it even gets more shocking, the medical fallout of this. Let's take something simple that everybody's done. They've all seen these films about 
all these viruses and the pandemics and things like that. And continue through these films, they're always, all the medical staff are checking the dead bodies, what's happened, trying to find out what's caused it and everything. So one of the big questions is, why at the beginning of the pandemic, was it suggested to doctors not to do autopsies until thousands of people have already died if they start to do it? And then they found out. And since then, every autopsy of um, COVID death and COVID vaccine death has showed one acute problem, kidney failure and some massive kidney damage. Now, a lot of people, the reason I went down it, I didn't even go looking for this. The reason I started to look was because of our previous discussions about, oh, monkeypox is out there and it's saying if you've got such a rash and stuff like this and pustules and shingles and it looks like this, that might be signs of monkeypox. Then I, I thought, well, let's go into basic biology. Why would your skin and loads of people have all these rashes, you know, all of a sudden happening to them and they're using this as a trigger to engage with another load of vaccines then i thought well the dermis when you when, when you get irritated irrit, irritants on your skin you want to look into what they call the dermis and you get stuff coming out of it and waste products from your body trying to get out through your skin you get these sort of washes well why is why is your body doing that that means your filters aren't working correctly so then i started to look into this and then i found out about the autopsies and then i found out that there's kidney failures in everything and we know Obviously, there's a background, the way that the vaccine works and the COVID, it's where it's what it looks for and it triggers against the immune system, very similar to mimicking AIDS and AIDS has always had a problem with how it destroys and degrades your kidneys. So you've got a path here. And the biggest problem is we've got at the moment is that you've got a lot of vaccinated people out there, which the vaccine is like the umbrella and they might not even know about these signs. And even if you go to a doctor and they give you a test and they use, they call them GFR tests, which actually checks your um, blood filtration rate. And, but that might not even pick up because I even checked out on that. And then back in 2013, they talked about GFR and uh, these tests and they can miss at least one in 10 people because it's not, the rate of blood that's being filtrated, it's a, like a tubular problem, which is within your kidneys. So if, if, if you think about, let's see, the GFR test is called a glomerular filtration rate, and it measures how much blood your kidneys filter each minute, right? But within your kidneys, right, you've got a loads of cells, which actually are like a water recycling system and a filtration system. Now, to bring it to a simple level everybody's body has full of cells think of it like uh what's a popular film that everyone think of it like a matrix you've got your what, what you call your lymphatic system all these cells like to get food and like everything else they ditch their waste so they take stuff in and they ditch it outside your lymphatic system picks it up and gets rid of it yeah your kidneys filter it through yeah and this in in, in your tubular side this is where the damage is being done. So it then becomes the damage causes your lymphatic system overload. It can't get rid of the waste. It can't get rid of the toxins. It can't do it quick enough. So what does it do? It starts pushing stuff out through your dermis. Your body tries to get rid of acids or whatever. You get red into the skin. You can get pustules. You can get all sorts of stuff. Now, 
this is a double whammy because the COVID is doing this and your vaccine isn't helping it because it's wearing your immune system down. So now it's not all a dark end. The reason I brought it to light is because when you have symptoms of kidney failure, they could be all manner of things. Remember, if you get removal of water out of your blood system and you're not rehydrating, if you're not rehydrating that system properly, you will get blood clots as well. So this, this 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 compounds it, yeah? So you've got your medical system checking for your blood flow rate through your kidneys, which doesn't indicate that they're breaking down. It could still go through. You could still have a good rate, right? So your tubules, right, they're a water recycling system. They remove basically your waste pro- products, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if you get kidney failure or signs of kidney failure, you can have things. It's a numerous amount of things. You can have your skin rashes. You can even get brain fog what they call brain fog. It's like um, uh, cognitive dysfunction, yeah? If your kidneys get to such a bad point, a lot of cancers start here. So you've got that on top of everything else. Is that just quick question? You get fatigue? Just quick question on that. that that's because on, your your kidneys are not functioning properly in the way that they should. Yeah, you're, you're, you're topping up with waste. Exactly. You'll, you'll so becoming your, your toxic. blood's not being filtered. Right, so your blood's not being nope. filtered properly. Got it. That's right. Just, okay, just checking. Right, so you get... You get fatigue, you get inflammation, you get pain, you get congestion, you get all manner of things because you are just becoming a bucket of toxins in your system, Connor. And it's trying to push it out through your skin, trying to push it out of your skin. You sweat, you can get rashes, you can get whatever. Your body is trying to correct everything in any way it can. Yeah. So these rashes and stuff like that, go down, get your system checked out. Yeah. But you can do a lot for yourself. This is the good side of it. Simplistically, somebody would say, well, okay, what would you do if you thought you had kidney problems? What's one of the things you would do? Any answer? Uh, if I'm having a, a kidney problem, what would I do? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you think uh, the system, you're giving the on Me personally, I would want to flush out my in? system. That's what I would want to do. How would you do that? How would you do it? One of the simplest ways you think, how would you do it? Um, I'm, uh, okay. Water? Uh, well, not only water, but I would also use cranberry juice, like the pure extract. That's what I would use. Right. Water. Your first stumbling block. Bottled water and tap water is structured differently to the water the body needs. Tap water and bottled water have things like chlorides, chlorines, toxins, even heavy metals in them. Don't get me wrong, that is good for hydrating you in a different way. But if you drink a bottle of water, you will pee a bottle of water. If you drink two bottles of water, you will pee two bottles of water. It comes through, it goes out. But the water your system needs to actually, kidneys are good at repairing themselves. And the water your system needs comes through raw vegetables and fruit because they've already filtered it and it's ready for you. You take that in. And there is one other thing that your body needs. A lot of people don't understand this. Copper. Copper, yeah. Copper. Now, this is food-grade copper. Food-grade copper is what is latched onto part of the vitamin C molecule, food-grade copper. So you eat your vegetables, your fruit, and vit C, stuff that's high in vit C. Red bell peppers are one of the best, funny enough. Red bell peppers. They're really, really good. They hold water. Cucumbers, lots of water in it. Stuff like Watermelon. But these, yeah, watermelon, awesome. Watermelon, really, really good. Your body will hold this water. It won't peer out. And your kidneys are very good at repairing and that is what you really need to do because a lot of people 
and it's understandable. Well, I'll just drink loads of water, flush your system through. No, no. It's like everything else that we've tampered and asked around with, whatever. The natural stuff is real good water that you need. But the scary thing is there was a paper written in 2020 out of the Wuhan lab, yeah? And it said there was acute renal failure, metabolic waste dump in your lymphatic system and everything. And that report came out then. Oh, and all of a sudden, nobody wants to do any um, autopsies. It's suspect, to say the least. One follows the rest. And like I say, we, it, it's the vaccine. The big worrying thing about a vaccine is we know it hits the immune system. But when they stop these vaccines, are we going to see a hell of a lot more casualties? Because a lot of normal people that aren't vaccinated, same one against the other. But the worrying thing is natural immunity is good. There's a high rate of natural immunity to a lot of children and healthy and stuff like that. And it's been reiterated loads of times. Don't vaccinate the ones with natural immunity because you'll cause a hyper. You can not necessarily will, but you can cause a hyperimmune reaction. Yes. And now we know the effects that the vaccine can cause, and we know the effects that COVID itself can cause. So the people need to come off of these boosters, off of these vaccines. And even like we said, just leave it for a year or two years, see what happens. You need to clear your system out. And this has been going on far too long. And if they want to keep hitting you with it, just say no. They say informed consent. What I'm saying here is not because I'm an anti-vaxxer or a pro-vaxxer or whatever. This is just information and it's out there. What you do with it is up to you, right? If you want to shout at the screen or the radio and say, I'm a dumb idiot, help yourself. I don't mind. But the idea of this platform is just to put stuff out there. This is all genuine. Scary, but it's genuine. But the lighter side is you can help yourself by going and rehydrating correctly. Yeah. The biggest problem is fresh food costs a lot of money now. All the fresh stuff has gone up in price. Seriously. But yeah. What other reason have you got for not growing your own now? Because it's that stuff that's going to actually um, help keep you alive and going, I'm afraid. Uh, other than uh, space, you know, if you live in a city, you might have a short of a shortage of space. But in those cases, you can actually get, um, you can still grow it in those uh in those places indoors. Um, well, you just if you've got a small a yard, bit, if you know. you've got a small yard, all you really need is, I mean, like people used to have window boxes for um, flowers and stuff like that. You can get like something similar to um, uh, a canvas trough, which is just like a bag with handles. If it's thick enough, you put compost in there. You can grow things already in your separate little segments. Yeah. You could use that its own compost because some of some things use different composts to grow and stuff like that so you can move them around pick them up move them around if you finished you can just close your bag up your compost is gone whatever and you could put it anywhere if you've got a garden you could dig a hole and sink one of these bags into it and put your soil back in it or whatever so you can just lift it out there are very easy ways to compartmentalize your garden now you don't need such a big space and you can make it friendly for yourself. But it's it's worth it. It's And the, he was so chuffed. He's grown some radishes. And yeah, yeah, no, when, when you're actually in the summer, one of the easiest things to grow is strawberries, although they need loads of water, but they don't need much space. And they put their runners out, yeah, each year, and they'll sort of grow some more or whatever. And you've got to keep them watered. But it's not only that you grow them, 
it's just that when somebody goes out and finds the first strawberry and it's and they bring it in and they go whoa and they've probably already eaten the damn thing and said that was nice but it is wonderful if it's it doesn't have to be much. It doesn't have to be much. And, and the joy you get from doing it yourself is just amazing. Yeah, which is uh, exactly why he was showing it off. It, it, it is, um, it's a morale boost. Um, yeah. So uh, as well as, uh, as, as you said, for your own health, physically. And uh, it also saves you some money doing it yourself as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the benefit you get psychologically as well from it is just, it's just amazing. It is just truly amazing. But that's... All I have to say, uh, I mean, it's, it's my little bulletin today on COVID. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole anymore at the moment. I would I would add just a tad to that and say, to what you were saying, there's also the long-term effects of all of these things. We have no idea what the long-term is oh, no. because there has been no long-term studies at all. So as you're saying, the, the damage that's caused... Um, they didn't research this before they started pushing it to the public. This is well, this has been the worst atrocity that's happened in human history. I would I would estimate at least since Mingla. Well, yeah. you won't actually know until they actually stop vaccinating for a while. And we have investigations. We need investigations yeah. into all of them, into yeah. everything. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It, it's not a matter of finding people. Will put, you see if it's circumspect? Yes, there's loads of theories and whatever and we just put the information out there and it's it's hard not to jump on a lot of these it's got to be them it's got to be them it's got to be this this was done deliberately whatever if it has been done deliberately they will look for scapegoats and they will try and find scapegoats quickly so people move on we are very like ukraine or monkeypox <laughs> oh that that that's the fog yeah that that is the fog, fog of war and yeah, fog of war yeah yeah it's the fog of war but it, it it's disgusting uh, it's disgusting what's happening here with ukraine it is just endless the common sense that sits in your brain and goes this is um like a lot of people say a proxy war that's engineered to go on for a considerable amount of time and the only people that suffer and the, the amusing thing is that all the refugees that are coming out of there are heading to the countries that have engineered it. I mean, that is just incredible as far as I'm concerned. We're from the West and we don't like what's being done. We don't like to see what's being done in the name of our own countries, whether it's Germany, America, United Kingdom, your other European countries, that they're all crying out to keep this going and in the name of bringing Russia down. I you know they act like any deeper into that. Yeah, they act well, like they all turn to Russia as the sole energy provider in the world. That's not true. If you look at Russia in the grand scheme of things globally as an energy provider, it's very little. It's very little. I'm not saying they produce nothing and, and export nothing. Of course they do. That's one of their main things to export to the world. But where are the OPEC giants? They've got more oil over there than God. They could open up the taps all day long on that, but they're not. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. The thing is, the fuel's available. People could still go out the pump and get it. They've just got to pay the price. Yeah, but my point is, is it's being done on purpose. They could get oil other places. Yeah. They could go other places. Oh, God, the, middle, yeah. the, the Saudis would be more than happy to sell their oil. Of course they would. United Arab Emirates, same thing. But that's not what it's about. What it's about that, is that only keeping the agenda. Thing, one thing of how many, how many countries are complicit, isn't it? To actually make that work, it has to be... A rather large number of countries complicit. Well, all of Otherwise, them. Otherwise, we know they are. Yeah, exactly. But that is 
knowing it and putting it across to other people is the hardest thing. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? That's that's and it that's right there. That, 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 you just got. It's like when you have conversations with people who already know the information. Sometimes we forget we've got to reiterate that information because if hopefully you get five more listeners, ten more listeners, twenty more listeners, some of them are just beginning, and we've got to just give them little snippets or whatever and go look look for yourself. We we, we can't spend endless amount of time going over the same thing because there's so much appearing at this time there's so much new knowledge there's going to be i've got a pile of data here and stuff that we couldn't fit into a program and that's the problem there's endless amount of it always assume you're being lied to that's a good starting point <laughs> that is a good starting point you know always i actually assume, i was always I had somebody you. yeah i had somebody bring it to me yesterday uh just about uh, a simple product that you buy at a store and it was grown in one country. It was picked and processed in another country. It was packaged in another country. And then it was shipped to another country and another country and another country. And then it finally made it to your shop. And then you bought it. And it had all these labels about where it all came from, each leg of the process and everything. The question was, is our system broken? And I said, is it broken? I said, you can read all that and, and think that it's not. I said, there was a deal. I said, let me, let me just, uh, I said, I'll just, I'll just tell you this. I said, there was a deal that Boris Johnson in the UK made with the Australians on beef. Bruce and I were actually looking into this. Think about this for just a minute. Ned, you're obviously, you're in the UK. You know the distance between the United Kingdom Australia. and Australia. Australia. It's it's not yeah, exactly it's, across it's, the road, it's, is it's it? Polar, it's polar, it's polar opposite. Literal polar opposite. New Zealand opposite. is just about spot on, and that's right near <laughs> yeah, Australia. Exactly, exactly. They have made a deal in the UK. The Boris Johnson and uh, Boris Johnson and the, and the Tory government have made a deal with Australia to have beef raised, slaughtered, shipped from Australia to the UK and put in the shop to your plate cheaper than a farm just down the road from you, Ned, where they can grow it organically, have it sent to slaughter, and then sent to market, and then to your plate. It's more yeah. expensive. Yeah, because this is this this is why a load of people, by choice, whether it's good or not, went Brexit. Because of the European, because of the, the trade deals and the flow of, I mean, we had, and we still have, loads of Welsh lambs and everything else, yeah? But they all went to the continent and we used to import lamb in. And they were getting it cheaper on the continent and we were getting it. And you give it, well, okay, how's that work? And we benefit from it this way. But it's all these... It's the same thing with fish, wasn't it? Oh, God, don't even go there. It's It's ridiculous. Especially when you get down to the point of they had food mountains in Europe, and yet there were hungry people in the world. And it all comes down to the dollar sign, or the euro sign, or the buck, or whatever you want to call it. It's or money even politics. Oh, it's political bollocks, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, to get an upper hand on it over somebody else, but the cost is somebody else's life is an immoral. Well, Never. the last three it's years, my friend, it. has has spoken volumes about these people's morals, I have to say. They have none. Yeah, they have none. They they, they really have none. Moving on from uh, from that, I don't, I don't want to spend any more time on that. I'm sure you don't either because you said you were finished on it. So uh, let's let's move on to your next subject. You wanted to talk about central bank digital currencies. We talked about some of this briefly yesterday in the manners of like yeah. digital IDs and things like that. Uh, we played a clip yesterday of Dr. Mike Yaden speaking on the subject of digital IDs and how much danger really? that poses. And we've been saying for a good number of years now, before a digital currency was ever even brought to the forefront for the public to see, we've been warning about that for the longest time, about 
a digital ID to control your life, a digital wallet, the social credit system. And all so of that is... Well, since, wasn't that our second topic? Like our first I topic was. was like the Green New Deal. And then the yeah. second topic was uh, social credit. I think it was. And people were, people were coming to me back then and they're like, what is this social credit stuff you're talking about? What is this? And I was having to explain it to them. And then they're like, okay, well, um, we really don't subscribe to that tinfoil hat stuff. So... Thanks, um, Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it was. No, it's a it's a very real thing. And the central bank digital currency, what that is, that is a token that will be issued to you for being a good little peasant and doing what you're told and following the political agenda. And it will be manipulated depending on. Uh, that's what they'll do with it, and it'll be manipulated Sorry. depending on. It's just that's but that's what they do. <laughs> they'll they'll manipulate that. To manipulate you and to twist you and to shape you and to form you in whatever way that they choose to make sure that you go along with whatever they're giving you, whatever line of bull they're giving you that day. You can't buy, I don't know, uh, lettuce that day. You can't buy tomatoes that day. You can't buy uh, whatever, pick whatever. You can't shop for for certain things if you don't do what you're told in a certain way or be there in a certain time or something. That's just how sick and evil and twisted these people are. What, you mean rancid Sunak? Yes, yes, that <laughs> that type of an individual. Yeah, I'm sorry, I shouldn't really. No, you really should. From no, you you really should. Chancellor of the Exchequer, bless his yeah. heart. Uh-huh. Bless his heart. <laughs> if he's got G7 one. Nation. <laughs> do you, oh, do you know why? Do you know why I laugh? I wasn't laughing, Johnny. I was laughing at what you said when you said you can have this, you peasant. And it That's just what took it is. me back to yeah, but it just took me back to a line where someone's standing on the. the um, top of their castle, one of these, you know, you could call them the elites now or the nobility then. They went, excuse me, sir, the peasants are revolting. Well, aren't they just? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Um, and they're, that's the way they look, they're burning they're the city down. down. Yeah. Miss, uh, uh, Miss Antoinette, they're burning the city down. Let them eat cake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, you literally have what happened. That's literally what happened during COVID, though. Let them eat cake. They were throwing money at us to try to keep us quiet, you know, keep oh, us settled. Well, it was a considerable amount. It was excuse me. It was a significant and, amount. That's what. It, uh, well, well, Easter, Easter. Remember, you could get a free packet of six hot cross buns. Six hot with a booster. With <laughs> yeah, a booster. With shot. a booster. With a booster. In Australia, yeah, in Victoria. Oh, come on, yeah, just just amazing. Yeah, here yeah. in the U.S., they gave you one month's rent for eight months. Uh, like you were given one month's rent to last you eight months. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you the incentives, but why? That in itself is a trigger. I mean, you're taught, hang on, it's a scam if it's not believable. Uh, good scam, brilliant scam. This is, I tell you, take this. It's good for you and we'll give you this and this. It might totally f*** your life up, but, excuse me, is that a beep? <laughs> But yeah, 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 this might totally this this might totally change your life. But yeah, we, we need scam. to have like a swear jar visual or something when we do. Marty and Ned we are do. on, so we just yeah. you know put a dollar. Uh, in. The only swear, one swear. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. I've hit the button like maybe two or three times in my entire time that we've actually done this. I was going to say yeah, at least once or twice for me. That because oh. that's where the wire brush phrase the wire came brush, from. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we, do, we do we speak the Queen's English here, and that word is an expletive. Yeah. It's not a swear word. It's just well, too. Well, to, to be fair, I'm I'm a constitutional absolutist, and I believe those words don't need to be bleeped anyway. We've just chosen that those words are hostile not to p- our ears, even uh, not though. PC. 
Yeah, well, exactly. Because if I was to say the phrase screw you, it means the same thing as F you. But because mm-hmm. the F word is considered um, hostile to your ears, it's unacceptable in society. It, no, it it's the same thing. It means the same thing. It's the same definition. Like it, so, and yet one of the best comics in the total hemisphere, north and south, Billy Connolly used it in such an awesome way. Everybody should actually have a CD of his because he's just a real person. So yeah, um, I, I I personally think that uh, uh, as as we just said, I do apologize um, if I've offended anybody though. I do apologize if I offended anybody. You really should. Yeah. <laughs> you really should. <laughs> if do you if want me? Offended, hey, I'm British. I'm allowed that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, yeah, I'll, that's I'll true. take the I'll take the American stance and say if you're offended by anything Ned says, it's your own fault. Oh, that right. is true. Okay. That is true. Uh, yeah. Ned, would you like for me to play? I, I know I played it yesterday, but for the sake of it, you weren't here. Uh, would you like for me to play Dr. Mike Yaden speaking on the digital ID, and then that will give us a pretext to roll into your, okay, uh, your yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. no problem. Forget all the details. I think the the the, the thing we must I, I want to stop happening is the imposition of what I call the control grid. If people show up to be vaccinated or for any other reason and become a mandatory digital ID, if you're told you have to present this ID, Roman, before we'll let you get on a, an aeroplane, it's like if everyone is in that position before they can cross any regulated threshold, be it enter a restaurant, leave your home, start your Tesla, enter a plane, go into a food store, that means whoever owns the database and the algorithm has complete control, totalitarian control of your life forever. You'll never be, you can't, you can't undo it. So. I plead to people, even if you buy what the government's been telling you, please be aware and resist, object to the digital control grid. Because I don't see anywhere, do not see any way of undoing it. Once it's done, no one's going to, it will not be possible to remove it because it will just become how how people do things. It's like, you know, post-terrorist things, you end up with enhanced security at airports. We can't imagine that going away, can we? People would think, well, why are you, you know, now I feel vulnerable. So once, if that digital control system of mandatory digital ID, which you have to present before any purchase or trans- transition across any regulated threshold, once that's in place, it will never be, it will never be uh, lifted. And that means the people who own the database and the algorithm, if they decide to say, I'm just saying, if they decided to kill you, there's nothing you can do about it. If they decide to say, you must turn up for your annual vaccine, and if you don't, your digital ID will become invalid, which is what they will do. That's what they announced. Yeah, no, I um, I see where he's coming from. And yeah, it's all part of it. But it's excuses they use. Same old things that like, it's for your own safety. Oh, laundering money, cryptocurrencies. In fact, if you look into money that's been laundered throughout the world, 100 to 400 times, it's cash, not crypto at all. So that is a load of bunk, no matter what happens. Yeah, cryptocurrency at the moment, being decentralized, gives people freedom of choice. They can do things with it. They can make money. They can be individual. They can use their imagination to move things around, do what they want. They can be who they want to be. You stop that, you centralize it, it becomes digital. And digital centralization is, like Johnny was talking about, it's programmable. Now, if you think about it, programmable, what keeps an economy going? If, a, if an economy gets a bit stretched, 
what do they want the people to do? Buy. Well, we're they tired want the of them free going, flow of goods. They, they want, want the free flow of goods. So yep. what happens if your digital currency has a use-by date? That is, exactly, that is exactly You've what they're doing in China. have got 30 days to use it. They're doing it in China. They're <laughs> giving a universal basic it. income. That's funny. They're, that's that's really funny because that's actually what they're doing in China. They're doing a universal really? basic income with 1,200 credits or digital yuan or whatever it is that they have, uh, their digital currency. 1,200 credits. you got to spend it. You have to spend it within 30 days or it disappears. And when I say disappears, it, it resets back to 1,200. So you can't save anything. Oh, exactly. They don't want you to save. They want you to spend. That keeps the economy moving. But it's a ghost economy. It's that you've reached that decadent point where it's just not real. Your life isn't real. It's that's that's free product at that point. That 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 doesn't make any sense. Like it's free product at that point. But they're digitizing. It's literally the way they're digitizing it and make like the money's worthless. So literally, you're getting a a ration of a product. And that's it. You, like you're, no, no, you're getting no, no, no. a ration. You're getting, you're getting what you're worth, you peasant. Not that one over there. That's getting more. Yeah. It's not going to be twelve hundred for everybody. You can guarantee that one. At twelve hundred, it's not going to keep his yacht afloat, is it? But what well, happens it, if yeah. you? What happens if you shout out about it? This isn't fair. I wanted to you, buy that. You, this month. <laughs> you lose you points, so you lose currency. They'll uh-huh. turn you off. Oh yeah, Example. shame face you. Example, example. In China, a couple of days ago, in China, they were organizing a protest against the government. And of course, no, no, we can't do that. We can't organize against the CCP and and have them be put under the microscope. No, we can't do that. So what happened? The Central Bank of China magically made all of their QR codes on all of their smart devices go red. Mm-hmm. All of their bank accounts were immediately frozen. You couldn't travel. Yep. You couldn't shop. You couldn't do anything. And it was more than just the people that were there to protest. Everybody in the vicinity, even if they walked past it, were ticked red. And if you want to go and buy something, I mean, what happens when a totally digitized society, even to the point where some miserable bastard hacks into it, all everybody in these shops will have their own security or whatever. And even if you're on your last breath and you go in there to get food, if your cards and everything say, no, they're going to watch you die and they're not going to care. This is going to change the whole outlook on how people interact with others. I'm okay, Jack. Sod you. That's it. it the whole effect on the, the spirituality of man goes down the pan. Totally. You become as bad as those buggers that want you to do it. It you completely accept- destroys empathy. Like you, yeah, you, you have. Yeah, exactly. Because if if you go to that kind of a system and let's say there is someone that isn't able to buy anything and you help that person out and buy him a sandwich, your point goes down. Your score goes down because you're help you're affiliating with someone that has a negative score. So you you can't even associate with someone with a lower score than you. You have to associate with people that are, you know, similar score and trying to bring themselves up. Okay. You you have to so <sighs> what happens next? Nature says because we're such a young race, all those buttons, genetic buttons are in there. Nature says, you're going to want a baby sometime. But the digital world says, you can't afford one. So now you've got a real conflict. Your natural system is pushing to do what you were created to do. Become a mother and you get these buttons. Whether you choose to or not should be your choice. Women have a few more natural buttons than us and they get broody and they get whatever and it's a natural thing too it's survival of the race 
and it causes a lot of mental conflictions. And when it comes down to, look, I really want a job to earn enough money, to have a family, to do this, to do this, to watch the smile on a kid's face that is part of our family, all those little wonderful things, and then you get told you can't. There's not enough in your bank account. Oh, that's that- all right. We, we've got a solution for that. Uh, you can have uh, a Tamagotchi baby inside the virtual universe and just raise a virtual baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really going to make a difference, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, you're probably closer to the truth than not. So what do people do then? You, you'll get to the point where your suicide rates will go up. You get to the point where they'll withdraw from society, plug themselves into something and just play whatever, forever, forever. Those will be as some horrible little shit of a man was saying the other day, what do we do with the surplus population? What was that guy's name? The professor? Is it that one? No. He was didn't have a lot of hair, and he was saying, Oh, oh no, the econo- the, Yeah, the, econo- yeah, the yeah. economies of the world, how are we going to, um, and what are we going to do, with, do the with all the surplus people, population yeah. that yeah. are worthless? Yeah. Pardon? How can you look on your own man like that? Worthless or not, he becomes what you enable him to become. And you'll never know what abilities or what direction that person or individual, whether it's male, female, or will shine unless you enable them with that. And with your virtual schooling and everything else, where they can't actually physically do something or interact or get that environmental issues, you're not going to get it. You're, you're going to get gray sludge. You're going to get nothing. If you think about it, why build robots when you can program the human race? And that's what they're doing. That's what they're playing at. We don't have to build these. Why? Well, we just tell him he's got to do this. He's, I mean, if we just don't allow this for a while or don't allow that for a while or whatever, they'll soon enough come round to our way of thinking and off you go. Shuffle off that way. Do this, do that. We're capable of the greatest and the most evil things out. And at the moment, hmm, there's a lot of funny stuff going on say the least but yeah this yeah. digital currency is i mean even <laughs> I mean, you talk about misinformation what is it it was reported in the uk that we would never give up our paper money it would be alongside the digital currency my ass that's not gonna that's not gonna be a future of ours is it if they get digital money has to stay decentralized that is one of your last freedoms yes you might be one of the millions and millions of people that don't understand digital currency. You might not care about um, what you can do with it or the the, the uh, stock markets and, uh, and the hedge funds and all that stuff. But if you don't use your voice, whether you like it or not, to keep this decentralized, your paper money, the money in your pocket, will not exist. It will be on the end of an enter or a delete button. Well, yeah, it's for your safety. It's for your safety. Because see, if you have a cash system, uh, then you have people like uh, human traffickers, you have people like um, uh, weapon smugglers, drug dealers, you know, all those. They can do the dealings behind this. So we have to get rid of the cash society because there's there's no trail there. There's no paper trail. So if we go digital, we can track every transaction no 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 they won't be able to they they just they just need clarity that's that's all they need they just need clarity for those oh yeah the clarity yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. it's funny Uh, it's like that's too rich coming from that class who's literally involved in human trafficking weapons trafficking money laundering uh well actually if you you think about it human trafficking 
Right. If people think about human trafficking, they'll think of, oh, misuse of children, women, and whatever, yeah? Okay. So human trafficking isn't causing a war in a country or countries and then making refugees and moving them around the world to where you want them and putting them into situations where you want them to force issues in other countries and they have to go there. That is the same as human trafficking. Uh, that is using that, people for just what on you that want. Point, just on that point, before we get too far from it, just on that point, I was actually reading last week, there's a specific individual, well, more like his foundations are involved in that, specifically <laughs> in the routing of civilians from Eastern Europe and more specifically Ukraine into Western Europe. Do you have any idea who that individual might be using his foundations to move those individuals? Oh, someone, someone that should, from his yes. own self-abuse of being called a human being, which he has no humanity whatsoever. Your first assumption might be... Does he have glasses? He just so happens to have glasses, yeah. Your first does he, assumption... Does he look like... Oh, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> does he stand up there and laugh at his own jokes and smiles inanely like Fauci, but is just like a mirror image of him within the tech world? He, he does, Does he have an yeah. emoji of him now? It, there is, yes. Uh, th there is that. Uh, I did see that too, by the way. I saw that meme. That was funny. You would think at first glance it would be George Soros because that's just what Soros does. That's his business uh, moving. And, and he's largely responsible for the uh, for the flow of migrants from Central and South America up through the southern border of the US. Uh, his foundations are involved uh, down there. But in this particular case, from the Ukrainian situation... Does, does he sit in a chair and endlessly move and twitch and look uncomfortable? Yes. Yes, um, oh, yeah, it'd be yeah, your yeah. Uh, be your Mr. Gates. Yeah, yes, it would be Mr. Gates. Uh huh. He's horrible. Sorry. He's the I. I. It's once again. It's it's intelligence and common sense. I mean, it's obviously. I mean, it's got to the point where he is just laughing about this. He he's he's got it set in his mind that this is on its steamroll and it's not going to stop because he just opens his mouth and says. It's going to be another pandemic. He opens his mouth and says, it's going to be this and that. And lo and behold, it happens. Oh, we're going to run a scenario for the May the 15th for monkeypox. Yes, what happens? He nailed that one. But he's openly laughing at everybody. And yet he has an audience that claps him and thinks he's a great person. Those people are checked to make sure that they're not going to, you know, be one of the wild ones in there to stand up and shout him down or or something like that. And whenever he sits on a stage, he's never challenged about anything. Gates, he's oh. never challenged about anything. He's always sitting up there with like, oh, I don't know, five or six uh, women. And I'm not knocking that, fine. If you're going to sit up there and you're going to have a panel, fine. Challenge the guy on something. Something. Somebody stand up and challenge this fool. Yeah, he's just, and he, he just twitches and turns and he's, he is that cold, sweaty handshake. Yeah. That's yeah, what he is. For sure. That is what he is. He's that cold, sweaty handshake that's limp, you know? You go out there, you want to shake someone's hands. How you doing? Whatever. A good greeting. He is that limp, cold, sweaty handshake as a person. It's just horrible. I just meek. I'm sorry, I anyway. didn't interject and go down that road, but I thought uh, it was relevant uh, to discuss who's now. actually responsible. <laughs> well, to see who's actually responsible for the flow of uh, <laughs> for the flow of uh, war refugees is uh, is that guy. Yes, yes, I, I I know he's got his foot and he's pushing it in whatever direction he wants, and it's like he's sitting there giving it. And oh, you know, yeah. you know also 
with this digital currency, with with that manipulative token or whatever it is they're going to stick out there, you know, you know, good and well that that's also going to be used to shut down your purchases of, say, like animal products, meat, butter, cheese, milk, eggs, these kinds of things. And you'll have to buy his alternatives. His his uh, fungus farm creations or whatever it was you called it his impossible meats and and oh, his 3D kidding. printed yeah, sex and what, and all the rest what of happens it. when you want stuff that's good for you and it's all man kicked around? Yeah, no, well, then he's got, got a vaccine for you. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So when you get beast, sick, please. when you get sick from the food that you're eating or so called food that you're eating, then you'll fall off the proverbial tree like a ripened piece of fruit right into the hands of the medical system, which is going to be, we discussed that pre-show, uh, the Palantir thing, where they're going to be scraping all that data from you. Uh, and it's going to be a pharmaceutical product uh, that Gates is going to have a control of on the other end too. Which, just to uh, interject real quick, Palantir is only the surface level as well, because we've talked about Google doing the same thing with their, um, uh, with their, what was it? Um, Nightingale. Nightingale. Thank you. That project. But I just wanted to interject as well with the uh, talking about the coin, whatever, whatever coin they use. Uh, have you seen stable coin lately? Is the the, the currency they'll the probably dollar? end up using. That's that the one that's the pegged to the dollar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's worth 99 cents. It's not a dollar. <laughs> it's not a dollar. Um, it's it's now, pegged to the dollar. It's not a dollar. For everyone that's made, somebody's going to get a cent. Some yeah, person so, somewhere. Yeah. Do you reckon they'll put but, Gates's head on a coin? They might, yeah. Uh, well, uh, he's one of the faces. It'll be someone else that's uh, behind the scenes that's running it, probably that we don't know about. But a foundation uh, coin, yeah. But if you look, uh, they're they're saying they're going to use these cryptos. The thing is, is cryptos aren't stable right now. Uh, they're they're not stable. Uh, as much as we, you know, we we say yes, this is a good thing being decentralized. I agree, but there's too much dead weight in them right now, and uh, you have a lot of people from the the stock market going into the crypto market. And now that the stock market's collapsing, they're using the same mentality they use in the stock market yeah. in crypto, and they're pulling out, and it's causing but, crypto to tank. But, but I would rather live with destabilization and choice. At least you Agreed. have choice, and at least your mistakes are your own. You've got to make these mistakes to go forward. We, we, live, in a, we, we live in a world where we can always bounce back. They want to put you in a place where you're not bouncing anywhere. You're just going to slow step it towards what oblivion they've got you set on. They don't even have to put a barcode on you. I mean, think about it. The QR codes and whatever... That's Slap one of them on your forehead or whatever. You're carrying when, it around. When was that last used? But yeah, but when was when was those barcodes? You know used when last? it was. It was during the Holocaust. Yeah, exactly. So what's the difference? There isn't any. The only difference is is it was done then by Watson, which is well, what we know as IBM today. Just so happens that Bill Gates' mother <laughs> sat on the board. Computer. Yeah, yeah. Which is what uh, Bill Gates' mother sat on the board of IBM at the time uh, when Thomas Watson ran the company and did that. And he didn't have any children. This is mainline history, by the way. He didn't have any children. Who do you think he left his fortune to? Where do you think he got the money to start Microsoft? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, just a little bit. Mm, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That is good. That's another little bit of truth. And truth is good. Snippets of truth. Because nobody actually knows all the truth. That is life. Because if you've got a closed circuit, is only one truth in your life, and that is what they set for you. That isn't what life is about. Life is about finding different truths, even changing the truth that you thought was the truth due to somebody else's ideas. 
this is what keeps everything moving forward. Ideas coming out, imaginations going forward. Can you imagine it? You can, sorry, that is going to be a bit of a pun. Can you imagine a world without imagination? Hellish. They just readily give up and be happy with nothing. How many people want a pet because they haven't got any family left? And what? And then you get to, you can't have a pet, can't afford one. Or you've got a pet and then you piss somebody off and then restrictions get made and you watch your pet die because you can't do anything with it. Here in the US, you're actually, there's some uh, agencies that are barring people from adopting pets if you're a second amendment advocate. If you're for having guns or own guns, they will not allow you to adopt a pet. Oh, that's nice. I haven't heard that one so, yet. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's Can, pretty good. Hang on. Can the... California. Um, that, California, that, yeah. I'd, I'd like to put the dog on the stand. Your Honor, well, I want the dog to make the choice of who he wants to be with, please. <laughs> That's as crazy as they are it's, out there, too. It's, it's, it's mad, isn't it? But even to the point, how many excuses do they need? If you get to this this closed loop of everything's digital, all they need to come up is with some form of media. Oh, take what we've got now. Climate change. Well, they, they, they use the climate change for everything, every excuse. Oh, you're going to have to donate part of your funds to help correct climate change because you have all this given to you, your 1,200 yen or whatever. Now you have to help out. So, yeah, there'll be so many uses of moving this around and you are just, you're doing nothing. What is the point of your life if you get X amount of money to keep the economy going? You have to go out and spend it. What do you achieve? Well, this is what you end up with. This is video from uh, that I'm running behind me here. This is video from uh, Rome. Extinction Rebellion decided they were going to sit in front of traffic down there today as well. And you can see the motorist just got out and started dragging them out from in front of the... I mean, that's a full-blown expressway. You, you can clearly see that. Well, what's the point of doing that? Well, to stop the use of fossil fuels. Oh, really? So they haven't stopped their engines. They're still chucking it around. And now they're going to have to use more of that fossil fuel to get to their destination anyway. Yes. While they've been stopping wasting 30 minutes from, getting yeah. them off of there. Yeah. And they're stopping working awesome people guys. and children from getting to school. Awesome. And, yeah. And yeah, that's a really good idea. Well, well the, you can out. see the motorists, the, totally the Italian motorists, they're having none of it. But it's, it's just they're blocking things up and they're actually causing hundreds and thousands of cars to spew out and concentrate those fumes in one area as well which can't be healthy, for a period of time, and then they're still going to move on and use more to get to their destination. It's just self-defeating. It's just, I'll just, oh, no. You're talking Darwinian again. I definitely need to be on that Darwinian list. Yeah, I was I was hoping the guy with the tats that was pulling him off of there would have used a little bit more force pulling yeah. them off the Well, you saw a couple road. of them took a tumble, but uh, quite frankly, I think some of them should have gone over that guardrail on the side over the embankment there. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. Maybe, get out of the road. Not. You know what I mean? It's like mm. it's just it, like this is getting old. This is like a this, this oh, is like a, a spoiled child throwing a temper tantrum. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, they, they, they've 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 been created, paid for, and sent off to do whatever. Exactly. Exactly. You, you go back to you go back. Take that. We're just talking about carbon footprints and what they're creating. What happens once they've got you under this centralized money? Then they decide, due to your carbon footprint, what you're allowed or not allowed. That'll be on the agenda as well. I'll use everything and everything. And like China, you get, if you don't agree, you get restrictions on travel. That's around the country as well as plane travel, isn't it? So you can have a, but guess what? 
you know what's going to happen, don't you? Yeah, but the flights have opened back up. Do you know what they're doing now? Go on. Look at the hotel costs of the destinations. I was looking at going to uh, I was looking at going to Rome for a couple of days, literally a couple of days. Five thousand euros for two days. Joe, uh, if there was another place, literally, I would go. I would go somewhere else. It doesn't matter. They're all the same, right. all over the place. Yeah. They're twelve hundred euros. I mean, if you book out, I was seeing upwards of some. Some of them. I'm not joking. Some of them were upwards of fifty thousand for four days. Mm. So they're just they're they're, they're gouging the hotel prices now. Oh, I tell you what might change the mind of the people nowadays. I just thought. If you disagree with somebody who's got total control, okay, you might say, I could live without the money. I could live without the food. But what what happens if they slow your internet down? Wouldn't, you know, if you're in that mindset where all you've got is your little corner of the world and you love gaming and you're putting up with everything because they're leaving you alone and then you have a couple of drinks and you say the wrong thing to the wrong person and somebody snitches on you, and they slow your internet speed down. Also, what they're no, doing that is the one thing that's you, gonna you, hurt you. You don't have to be snitched on. That's the problem. It, oh, there, yeah. there was a report out lately. Uh, for example, in your in your scenario, let's say you use TikTok. Well, guess what? You're tracked. Let's say you have a, a smart coffee maker or a smart TV or a smart any device. Guess what? Yeah. It's listening to every word you say. So yeah, of course it is. yeah, I know. I totally agree. But I bet they didn't even think of that. Oh, it'll never happen to me. Yeah, they'll slow your internet down. Um, and then you'll get the denial. Oh, that's China. It's never going to happen to us. It's already happening. That's the problem we've got. It's already happening. One of the biggest points is, is Canada. They've just done a serious job there, and they're tightening the grip on everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, you'll also be happy obvious. to know that uh, Canada today just completed the world's largest cricket protein factory. Um, and they're, they're looking oh, to bring cricket, that online. Right? Yeah, cricket protein. Cricket they're they're going to be specifically making cricket protein. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Oh, yeah. I must admit, though, I mean, for all those people, for all those people that think China's all the way over there and they won't do this because this is the West, uh, I would like to, to let you listen to one quote from our Justin Trudeau. In fact, I'm not, two. I'll stretch it to two, actually. He stood up and said, you don't want to end up losing your license, end up the criminal record, which will impact on your job, your livelihood, even your ability to travel internationally, including the US. And he was talking about anybody that talked against the government, the COVID mandates or whatever. And then when he was asked which nation he admired most, his reply was, there's a level of admiration I actually have for China. A basic dictatorship is actually allowing them to turn their economy around on a dime. Now, when a Western leader that is supposed to be elected by the people as those ideals, you have a problem, serious problem. And when that leader is in a group of same thinking leaders, where does it go? Just, just keep that in mind where you accept anything and everything. I just so happen to have that clip, if you'd like for me to play it. Oh, if you got it, that'd be interesting. Even with Sun TV watching for any slip, he was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China. Um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. 
or I mean there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted uh, that I find quite interesting. He finds wow. that quite interesting and goodness gracious if if, look at how he's behaved. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's followed that down the line. I actually never seen that clip. That was good. Uh-huh. So what was that on? That was uh that was a speech he was giving to a women's group or something pre his first election. I want to say that was twenty ten. Yeah, I want to say that was twenty ten. So how long has he been working on that? Decade. Yeah. He's been that a, is implementing yeah, he's yeah. implementing his chi- China protocol. <laughs> oh, with his Side buddy Freeland. Yeah, Freeland, yeah. Freeloader. Freeloader. Okay, we're we're at time. Uh, we can run over just a little bit though, uh, if you have some final uh, things that you want to cover. Um, yeah, I was going to try something just for a laugh, just to see how it come across. If people would actually bear with me, I just wanted to say something. Sometimes we we can speak openly about stuff and it comes across, but when you write something down or where you find something that's written down and um, you want to do a, a sort of monologue. It, it, some, I, I just would like to do something. Just do. I found it very interesting. If you got five minutes, is that all right, Johnny? Take all the time you need. Right then. This stems from obviously I wanted to find something in the UK. Okay, because obviously I'm from the UK. And going back a long time, back to um, 1652, there was a purveyor you could call them that brought a product into London and opened a shop within the confines of an unassuming alleyway. And this person was called Pasquale Rosé. Now, they began by selling mugs of this hot, muddy, stimulating water made from grounds of a newly imported bean from Abyssinia. Throughout the Arab world, this is called cafe. In London, they just called it coffee. And it caused a bit of a shift in our society, yeah, unlike most any other product before it since. Within a year... Coffee had cemented its place in England's most crucial societal. It became the emulsifier of where people went and had debate. It, it, it held it held these this certain level of society together. These coffee houses sprang up. They became places where men of any status could mingle freely, share ideas, which is interesting. It's a nice thought, isn't it? For the price of a single cup, people were able to enter a realm where everybody whether on different levels, barons, humble chimney sweeps, they could sit together and discuss the most pressing matters of the day that they thought, obviously, and engage in debate. But one resident of London, obviously, wasn't happy with this. He, 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 he didn't like what he seemed to see what was going on, and that was King Charles II. He believed these coffee houses were the nest of sedition, where the seeds of treachery could spout. And now he sent his boys in to have a look. He sent his spies around. Word returned to the king that they were openly mocking him in conversations, criticizing his rule, etc., etc. People were speaking out. Free speech, they had their own ideas. Now, he thought, and he made his choice, so he thought this, this new bean, this new drink, was an attack on him. So in 1675, he issued a proclamation for the suppression of coffee houses. In his order, it accused coffee houses of being places where misinformation festered. Yeah. Heard that before? stating that they promoted the spread of false, malicious, and scandalous reports that disturbed the peace of his realm. Unfortunately, the citizens had been hooked deeply onto this stuff, and the uproar was so great, so severe, that it forced him to withdraw his proclamation within 11 days, proving that even a king couldn't halt the rousing effect of the people. Coffee had won the war of free thought. Now, Almost 350 years later, there's a new war for truth taking place. 
It's not limited to what's being said within the confines of these little coffee houses at all. It's more like an Orwellian state. I mean, we went through where somebody just tried it. In the United States, you had your disinformation governance board. And bless her heart, that singing witch, Nina Jankowitz, thank God she's gone. But these systems were created, misinformation, places where people weren't allowed to speak up. And these places decided to tell what they thought about free speech, your social medias, and they were trying to clamp down on them, et cetera, et cetera. Outside of the US, many other nations are taking similar steps against basic freedoms of speech. Even like I know things are afoot for in Australia, changing the government there and whatever, but the very conservative government um, went as far to write laws to enable that the they ordered police raids on homes of journalists who publicly dare to question what was going on even though that same government's website said they were protecting free speech. And yet you've got people like, I know his name's been spouted around quite a lot, Julius Assange, one of their own, languishing in British prison. Yeah, they believe, or they say they believe in free thought, speech, expression, but their actions actually suggest otherwise. That's about as much as I wanted, except for I'd like to bring in a bit about Bitcoin. It's already banned in multiple countries around the world, generally because of the narrative that it does help criminals. But it is like free speech. It is one of those things we cannot afford to let go. It might be one of the last bastions where you have your independence. Fact-checking, that needs to be wiped out. Fact-checking is just another misused tool out there. In short, this information, misinformation, data, we're told that every system they implemented is to keep us safe, to keep a secure society, which is one for you, Bruce. Funnily enough, are the same words Sheev Palpatine spoke in the Senate in Star Wars Episode 3 as he consolidated power before he eventually became the tyrannical emperor of the whole galaxy. Instead of bowing down, keep in mind a few words like, I don't know, because every time somebody says this is the truth it's for your safety it's for your security yeah they have the truth they just want you to obey them someone once said that seek the company of those who search for the truth because the truth is always changing and run away from those who say they have found it there you go i'm up as well said sir i just thought i'd have a little i'd like some feedback though it'd be interesting Um, hopefully yeah it was a fun tidbit about the coffee i didn't know that uh there in the UK. Oh, that was interesting. Well, yeah. You know, well, gotta, uh, history repeats itself. Well, it doesn't repeat itself. It, it, it's more of a rhyme. But and we're seeing the same thing now with uh, the connection that you made there with crypto as an example. That's kind of happening right now with the elite. I mean, they're, they're, that's, that's what they're saying. But it's it's just it's freedoms in general uh, as well. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I love it. I love history. I love the way it rolls around and around, and there's so many things you can look into it. You obviously knew that one about Star Wars. I of thought I'd put that one in for you, mate. Yeah, of yeah. course. This is, uh, <laughs> this is how dies with thunderous yeah. applause. Thunderous yeah. applause. Now, just to, and, and we're going we're gonna to go ahead and jump out of here, but just to kind of put the uh, the icing on this cake for the evening, J- just to kind of do that. I don't know. I, must, I, I gave a cake analogy yesterday, too. I think I did it again today. Maybe I need to go have a slice of cake or something. But just to kind of put this all into perspective and to just to tie all this together, if you think all of this is 
completely crazy. If you think it's all far-fetched and, uh, and, and overstated and overblown and everything else, the Federal Reserve Chairman, Jerome Powell, just came out while we were sitting here and released a statement publicly. Take a listen to this. Looking forward, rapid changes are taking place in the global monetary system that may affect the international role of the dollar in the future. Most major economies already have or are in the process of developing instant 24-7 payments. Our own FedNow service will be coming online in 2023. And in light of the tremendous growth in crypto assets and stable coins, we are examining whether a U.S. central bank digital currency would improve upon what is an already safe and efficient domestic payment system. Our, as our white paper on this topic notes, a U.S. CBDC could also potentially help maintain the dollar's international standing. It's coming. Perfect timing. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. All right. Push and shove. I want to thank you for uh, for being here today, Ned. I know you had a busy schedule uh, this evening, but I'm glad you made it. It was a fantastic presentation you put together tonight. And hopefully next week, if we can all throw our resources together, hopefully next week we'll have the same kind of conversation that we had this week, but on a different topic. Okay. I think Palantir would be an interesting uh, would be an interesting conversation to have to see see what we can come up with with that. But anyhow, for those of you who would like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. I think Ned, you even requested some feedback. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see how it goes. Yeah. Okay. That'd be enough. nice. Yeah. So please send the feedback. Good or bad. Doesn't Good matter. or bad. Absolutely. You can put attention Ned on there if you want to talk to him specifically or Bruce or myself, and we'll make sure that uh, it gets the, to the uh, respective party. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would love it if you would pass us along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up? You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Gentlemen, thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.